In the interrogation room, the interview goes on and on. You don't remember when you started talking. You don't remember when you first took this seat. And you don't know why he interrupted you with this part of the story either. Agent Rowan, before you go any further, I just need to clarify some things for our report. It's clear that someone drove a vehicle out of that facility, infected security, ran over one of the gate guards, but chasing after that fleeing vehicle, likely full of other infected persons, that wasn't your top priority? I push my hair back out of my face, exhausted after hours of talking, and I'm out of coffee again. <clears throat> it was a very high priority, absolutely, but there were still answers to be found in Benthic. You'd come this far, you're inside the building, you're gonna see this through. Exactly. What if that building was filled with people? Scientists, doctors, janitors, administrative assistants. Was your team prepared to go on a killing spree? Fuck no. Are you insane? We did everything we could to preserve life whenever we could, to save the people who were infected. There are two guards who got medical attention who would have died, or worse, without us there that night. I would have used my badge and ability to talk my way through situations to get us where we needed to be and dealt with the source. They needed our help. He studies you for a moment, like he needs time to think. His face shows an inquisitive look. What is he questioning? Does he doubt the answer? What reason would there be? It's consistent. You've been consistent. The details, all true. But that skeptical look on his damn face remains. Who does he think he is, questioning you? I shift a little, feeling uncomfortable under his stare and knowing that's exactly what he's trying to do. I know interrogation tactics like the back of my hand. The damned thing about those, though, they still work, even when you know exactly what they're doing. So I let it happen. I finally snap back. Clearly, you're having trouble processing something, sir. Just spit it out. He purses his lips and glares at you from across the table. Your motives, Special Agent. Your mandate, your mission. A search warrant is meaningless. Proper FBI procedure ignored. And your team, they'll do anything, anything you tell them to do. Our mission was to contain and destroy any instance of the unnatural we found while investigating the case. Especially with something that contagious, we had to move fast and act somewhat ruthlessly when necessary to prevent further infection, further loss of life. And you make that call. And your team, they follow your orders. You led them down into the basement of that medical laboratory, the power out. The infected had already escaped, but there was something you had to confirm down there. Something you had to find. Did you find it, Agent Rowan? Were all your questions answered down below the ground, down in that dark place? I blanch a little at the reference to being below the ground, my hands tightening around my empty coffee cup, but I force myself to snap out of it, to cover my reaction to something so visceral. If you'd shut the fuck up and let me finish, I'll answer your questions. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast.
as you traverse down several flights of stairs down into the lower depths of a facility, there's essentially emergency lights that are laying at these stairwells. It seems like you travel maybe three or four stories worth of distance down into the subterranean levels of this hillside. When you reach the bottom, there's a single door. It doesn't have any labeling, just a typical push bar to gain entrance. Did somebody grab the security guard's keys? I could have grabbed them while I was tying them up. I didn't specify. If because I think River had said something about keys while we were up there. Yeah, I did. And if he had said if he had give if he had me said about a luck roll. Let's see if you guys pull that off. Sixty. You guys forgot the keys. The guy was too much of a mess, and nobody grabbed the keys. Yeah, I didn't want to go digging around. What do you want to do? It's a simple push bar. Appears to be a simple push bar. It's pretty dim in here. Yeah, all there is is those emergency lights, which have been those uh, attached to the wall. There's a battery pack and two light bulbs that flash on when the power goes out. Okay. Can we see what the light situation is under the, the door, or is it pretty well sealed? Hard. You can't tell under the door. All right. I'm be like, Rooster, push it open carefully, just a little, so we know what light is. I'll push it open while he's, he's ready for whatever. Excellent. Go for it. Now, Rooster aims his gun. River pushes into the, the bar, standing below the side, pushing it open. Inside, you basically see the lights are off, but there is some light from somewhere beyond out of your range. The light inside your stairwell is brighter than what you see in front of you, and a tiled floor room of some sort. On the opposite side are the doors to the elevators, right across the room from you. So it looks like maybe there's a lower lobby that you've opened this door into. Anything else in the room? Not that you see from where you're standing. Okay. Seeing what the light situation is, Rowan's going to take her glasses off, stick them in, in a pocket, and come forward a little bit to see what she can see. Right, looking forward uh, at this area, it clearly is a lower lobby. To your right, it looks like a few other tables and chairs and couches are stationed. To your left is a hallway leading deeper into the facility, and to your left is where there's some sources of light that you pick out. Um, it appears to be recessed lighting in on the walls, uh, similar kind of emergency-style lighting. Fluorescents are all off. Everything in the ceiling is off. Okay. So just these small pockets of light coming from places embedded into the walls of this basement subterranean facility. As you look, there's some doors and there's some deeper hallways all to your left as you go further into the facility. There's just one way in, that one long hallway. I thought you said the hallway was to the right. To your left is the way to the facility. To your right is just chairs, couches, and reception area. Directly across from you are the doors to the elevators leading up. Got it. So there's one hallway. Got it. Right. Okay. Do I see a placard or anything on the wall that might indicate directions, or is it just everyone who's down here should know what this is? Yeah, there's no placards or directions there whatsoever. Just one way to go inside. Where's their farrier evacuation map? That's an OSHA violation. Pity your EPA, not OSHA. All right, I will ease forward a little bit and whisper to the guys what I see with a long hallway and that, I, that all the light's coming from that direction. I'm going to move up and kneel by the entry to the hallway so I can just get my gun around, just but mostly covered. Mm-hmm. So looking down the hallway to your left, it goes in about uh, maybe 20, 30 feet. There's a few doors, uh, mostly on the right side. On the left, deeper down, there's some larger doors, sliding doors embedded in the wall further down to your left. But it's a long hallway with occasional entrances to office spaces, laboratories, who knows what. But as far as you can see, it goes pretty deep. It's the one long hallway into this facility. We gotta make sure no one's gonna flank us from those. I'll cover here. Rory, check the first door. Alright, I'll push it up and see what's inside. Alright, so moving forward and to your right is the first door. You approach it. It's got a window on the outside of it, and there's a label there. 
It says conference room A. Okay. Push it up and see if there's anyone in there. I'm pushing in and looking in. It's dark in there, but in the corner there's an emergency light that's been turned on. Conference table, chairs, whiteboard, the whole deal. Uh, no people that you see in this room. It appears to be empty. Okay. This room's empty. Just a conference room. I'll kind of leapfrog and go to the next one while he stays. Moving forward, we basically have uh, Rory and Rooster advancing. Rivers covering cover. Rowan's in the back keeping an eye on things. As you guys check, it's another office. There's a Dr. Deer, a Dr. Patterson, a Dr. McCaslin's office as well. The third door mm. down. That one we're going to investigate. Poking into that one, you look inside. Same situation. The lights are off. There is a, a small emergency light in one of the corners illuminating a simple-looking office. He's got a desk. He's got a small table with a couple chairs at it. His computer terminal, dual monitor set up, file cabinets, a whiteboard, the whole dit. Looking about it, it looks clean. There's no paperwork on the desk. There's nothing. There's no coffee cups. There's no food. The trash bin's empty. It looks fairly mundane and sterile and uneventful. It uh, doesn't look like it's been used much. I want to go rummage through the desk drawers. Yeah, looking through, I mean, you'll find office supplies and papers and whatnot. It, it, looking through it a bit, there's not much there of use as far as in the desk drawers go. Uh, the computers are turned off, and there's not much else here. What, he has a desktop? Not He's got two monitors, the and then uh, some sort of desktop, probably the computer's beneath the desk, you would assume. All right, I'll go check the file cabinets. Yeah, file cabinets, you could jimmy open a little bit for some typical paperwork. How long do you want to spend on it? I don't think there's going to be much here. I want to go through and skim through just like the labels on the files, if, if there are any. So just skimming through the labels at the top, just getting a sense of it. There seem to be like a number, number letter code. You know, X1476, X14 Series A, Series B, code 342. There's no words. There's no names. There's no labels other than just little code phrases. And opening it up, there's a lot of spreadsheets. There's a lot of uh, data. There's um, graph papers. There's also this little, like a blood test or a DNA test result with a little, all the bars and all the, the little modules on it that you would have seen before. Like a chemical test. If someone was checking trace elements or checking the makeup of something. And so you'll see sequencing reports and it's kind of thick files of DNA sequencing data of some sort, comparison notes, detailed charts and graphs, uh, analyses, comparing samples. In code words, you don't really get, but you can tell there's some kind of serious scientific study in this case going on here that these files are documenting. Okay, I'm going to take a couple files that look interesting. What your science or research, what, what skill do you want to use? You take chemistry? I'll do chemistry. Yeah, just tag, tell me the skill you want to use and roll for it. I want to see if you grab something truly interesting. Uh, 38, success. Good, yeah. So yeah, this particular file, this this heightens your curiosity. There's something about this that you like. You grab it and it's buddies with it. Stack them all up together. Take them out of their office. Moving down a couple more doors, there's other offices of other scientists. But to your left, you approach those large doors that you saw earlier. There's a label outside the door that says Laboratory. I just want to reiterate, we're wearing our breath masks, right? Right. Our yes. face masks? Okay. Mm. Before we go any further, just making sure. <laughs> I don't want to do a luck roll for that. And we haven't seen any uh, other people besides those two security booth and the one guard inside. So far, you've seen no people. There's no activity. Has anybody tried a light switch? Just out of curiosity. No. You can check it. I want to check a light switch. Yeah. It's a little dimmable on off thing but as you press it either direction the lights don't change the power doesn't come back on i didn't think so but had to check i mean those emergency lights usually only come on when the power's off what role would you like me to make to try and orient myself to where i think that vent might be in relation to us good question let's see just an intelligence role should be our best option for this oh good thank you (laughs) (laughs) 
54, success. Orienting yourself to what you saw earlier, it's ahead and to the left of where you're looking. As you're looking down the hallway, somewhere ahead of you and to the left is what your, your gut is telling you. So potentially in that lab area or somewhere similar. Maybe beyond it. The lab seems to be more to your left as you're approaching the door. Mm -hmm. This is still more further and down. Okay. I will pass that along to the guys quietly. I think that the vent that we are looking for with the fire is a little bit further down and to the left. Probably past this lab. Not past them without checking it. Yeah, we should check to see what's still in the lab anyway. Wouldn't ask you to. Just letting you know. I'll take point for this one. Go into the laboratories, there's two doors that open. The doors open out, as opposed to in. So out towards us? Towards you, yes. I can open it for Rooster if he wants to follow. Yeah. So Rory pulls it and steps aside, Rooster steps in, and you find yourself in a a small, looks like a waiting room. There's a couple of chairs in here, uh, either side, a little table, and there's a little desk, which is unmanned, and then there's two more doors behind the desk. Yeah, some information on the wall to the Benthic logo and whatnot, a couple of other posted articles or whatnot as well, decorating the wall here. This seems to be just a vestibule before entering the laboratory proper. Is there another door through here? There's another set of double doors just beyond the little waiting desk area directly ahead of you. I'm going to gesture at that. I'll look for bodies under the desk. Checking behind the desk. uh, Thankfully, well, maybe thankfully, there's nobody there. Nobody's sitting behind the desk. The room is somewhat dark. There's just one set of emergency lights on the side illuminating things, casting long, dim shadows over this room. And the light flickers a bit. Like the battery's been going for a while. My head is constantly moving, scanning around, just picking up everything that I can. This place looks sterile and not really used much. Some sort of waiting room for the laboratory. Next door. All right. Rory opens the door. Uh, yeah. All right, Rory pulls the door open. Rooster's got the point. He steps in to a, a more of a lab proper. So what you've got in here is a larger space, and it's dark. All the overhead lights, of course, are off like the rest of the facility. While there are some corner lights and emergency lights because of the larger room, it's a lot dimly lit. We've got tables and workstations abound with different sort of medical devices, maybe. Um, Rory, give me your medicine roll. I think you have a sense of this stuff. Uh, 15. Okay. Now, what you're looking at looks to be more like sequencers or, or sampling machines. Whether it's blood sample, DNA sample, whatever, it's where you put the samples in and spin it up. And then the machine would test it and print outs and studies and whatnot. Pretty advanced looking modern stuff. And then nearby there's a lot of workspace, counter space, extra vials and labels and containers and trays and things for organizing, studying samples, cataloging, and doing the research they would need. They've got a, a hood in the corner that you're somewhat familiar with for studying more toxic samples. There's a lot of overhead ductwork for cleaning the air. Uh, looks like a lot of large lights, they're all off, they could use for illuminating samples to more effective degrees. It's a wide room that goes back and opens further beyond your sight to two directions. It opens to the right and opens to the left, sort of behind a couple walls, so you can't see where it goes. Does it look like one of these rats might look back around towards where the fire was? So it looks like as you go look into the lab, there's a wall, and then it opens behind the wall to the left, opens beyond to the right. You imagine open to the right is where it would be heading towards where the fire was. What do you think, Rowan? Go keep going this way or go back to the hallway? Let's go through here. It may be slightly less expected than going through the hall. Okay. Fewer areas for people to come through on us. So uh, as Agent Rowan gives you guys directions, uh, Rooster takes points, Rory, River, everyone keeping it on their guard as you guys advance through the laboratory, desks, tables, past the machinery, over to where the room kind of splits in two sides. Looking to your left is an even larger room, a very large open space. 
It's got columns that come down from point to point to support the ceiling and the structure, very dimly lit. Uh, but this is a larger workspace for, for laboratory experiments, I guess. It's a lot of tables, different equipment you see. And Rory, more of what you've seen before, but this is much more for taking samples and maybe combining samples. A lot of the hoods with the gloves that you would reach into the, so you have a sterile glove. Machines that you can use to sequence things, put things together, separate, whatever. It's a, your sense is this is much more like genetics DNA. It's okay. a sense of what we're dealing with here as far as technical aspects of what they'd be doing in this room. And it goes back deep, deep, deep in the facility to areas that are under, in the dark, as far as you can see. Do I see any vomit anywhere? Uh, looking through, you don't see any. Uh, everything appears to be clean, sterile, nothing's broken, and there's no people here. I'm going to look up at him and go, is this pharmaceutical stuff, or is this weird, creepy, benthic shit? Uh, I mean, it looks like they're doing like genetic stuff, lots of just science stuff. It could Nothing that's out of the ordinary for a pharmaceutical company genetics there's a lot of pharmacy stuff like drug stuff that can affect different people based on your genetics it doesn't it's not too not too surprising all right well i failed high school chemistry so i'll take your word for it i mean a lot of what pharmaceutical companies do is just look at uh, obscure little known organisms and see if they make something that will cure a disease well, this is more of a boutique company, right? So having somewhere where they can sequence maybe the genetics of their patients. So what, they have like fancy clothes for the drugs? I won't make you guys roll for this, but you hear a gunshot somewhere echoing through the facility. Can I tell where it's coming from? It echoes, uh, but it sounds, as you're looking at this genetic facility, it sounds more three o'clock from where you are. I immediately drop to one knee pointing at it. It's faint. It's not nearby. It's not in the room. Doesn't matter. It's a reflex. Someone shot a gun somewhere. Further the way we're going or back towards where we came from? Maybe back towards where you came from. Back to the hall. Laid it out. Right, as you get back in, you notice um, the lab does continue ahead of you, or you can go right to go back to the foyer and back out to the hall. So you have two options to choose. I, the player, am lost at this point, so go for it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, whatever takes us closer to that gunshot, because I think that's where things are happening. Your senses are that going deeper into this other laboratory is more where that sound came from. Okay, then we will do that. Because the lab split into one way we thought might go towards where the fire was. And you're heading deeper into the other laboratory. You'll see there's a lot of devices, which Rory's medical will make you roll for this. These are little little incubator devices that they would use, where they are growing things as part of their research. Are there samples in them? Uh, it's hard to say. That the lights and the power is off, and the incubators are all shut down at the moment. And as you move forward into this room, uh, it opens up to another area. You see a security light over there. Um, you see some medical equipment, medical beds off to one side of the wall. A couple of chairs, there's other medical devices. If Rory says anything about the incubators and what they're for, I'm going to note in my head and possibly say out loud that we might need to come back and set some things on fire because they might be growing some more of this stuff, but gunshot first. Moving through this area, there's a light up ahead and it's a flickering light that reminds you of fire. Well, maybe we won't have to light a fire. Entirely possible. Rooster? Do my thing. Do your thing. Stack up on the door. As you guys advance, on one side of the wall, you'll see a door labeled for laboratory animals, a door for medical facilities, for storage, radiological stuff. There's a couple of patient rooms as you approach, which are, appear to be empty. Another gunshot, this time louder, further up ahead. You can start to see the flicker of flames further and further down the hallway. 
As, as Rooster advances and the rest of the team moves, uh, you pass other storage rooms, another patient observation room, uh, other office areas and whatnot. As you come up to where the hallway opens, uh, the, a door is open. You can see the flicker of flames somewhere inside this room. This is where the fire is. You can start to feel the heat and you can smell the smoke here. I would have been keeping an eye out like, during all this to see if there was any people that were sick or vomit, just so we can take care of that as we go. Yeah, uh, so far you've seen no people. And you'll hear at this point, everyone is on high alert, someone walking footsteps inside the room. A kind of crunch, crunch sound. Like from toward where the fire is? Yeah, the room where the fire is. Does it sound like big feet? Does it sound like someone in heels? Does it sound like dress shoes? Give me an alertness roll, I'll answer that question for you. Okay, I've got a question too. Mm -hmm. Neat. 16. It's got a distinct kind of stiletto sound to it that might be high heels. Aha. I've got a question as well. You said a crunch. Is it like a dry leaves or gravel or shattered glass? What kind of a crunch is Uh, it? It's glass and metallic crunch. And I'll whisper through, through the headset. High heels. Probably gaunt. We want her alive. Yes. For now. Permission to engage. Engage. I move in, and I'm going to take a shot at her legs. Rooster pulls in. All right, just turn the corner. The door is already open. You look inside. Here's what you see before you take the shot. There are several computer towers, and they are on fire. The servers are burning as we speak, and some kind of accelerant has been poured all over them. Is it hand sanitizer? It's probably something even burns <laughs> even better than hand sanitizer. But is the cabling, the towers, the everything is being is lit up. There are two bodies on the floor. Uh, one guy just looks like an office guy. You know, he's got a white shirt, he's got the pants, the slacks, a thin tie. He's laying there, you can't see his face. Uh, near one of the burning towers, not moving. A little further down the room is a man in a laboratory coat uh, with blood stains. He coughs a few times. And standing over him is a woman in a laboratory coat as well. Shorter coat uh, with a skirt beneath it and a nice simple blouse, high heels, uh, hair pulled back in a bun. She's holding a, a Beretta in one hand, pointing at the guy in a lab coat and watching him. So he, he sputters and spits, a little bit of blood comes out of his mouth as she watches him. And she doesn't even seem to care as you step into the room and put your gun at her. Do you fire or do you wait? I'm taking the shot. All right, go ahead and give me a roll for that. It's going to be a called shot, so we'll do a 20% penalty. It'll be at the legs as opposed to just a general shot. Okay, so with my scope, that's a straight roll. Actually, we'll, we'll take the scope out of this. This is short range. The scope wouldn't affect you with this shot. You're not going to be... Oh, no, no, no. This is the this is the laser scope. On the oh, but with well, the laser sight, that's different. Yeah, with the laser sight, yeah, that'll cancel this out. So give me the regular roll. Success. All right. Uh, what do you want to hit her? I've got Terminator going through my head. Take the knee. She'll live. It, it, the bullet busts through the knee, the side of her knee, uh, going straight through it. The knee crumples. And she winces and cries out in pain as she falls down, resting on her other knee. She drops the gun. It hits the floor, holds herself up, spins and looks as the rest of you enter the room. Rooster took a single shot. And she kind of just glares at the four of you. I'm immediately rushing over to her, going to kick the gun away and keep the gun trained at her. Go. Roy, check the lab coat guy. Yeah, I'll rush. River, check the other one. River? Is this Dr. Gaunt? Yeah, the, the River and Roy recognize Dr. Gaunt. Uh, and she um, she doesn't seem to act as the two of you rush in. 
Uh, Rory the fellow that you're looking at the lab coat. Yeah, the guy that looks like he that was just coughing. He's got weak vitals. He's bleeding from several wounds. The gunshot went through his throat, the side of his throat, oh. and his blood is kind of sputtering out as he as he breathes in. Little blood bubbles appear, and he's having a hard time speaking as he looks at you. Can I do a check to see if I can stabilize him at all? Yeah, give me a first aid check on him. Uh, 62, which is a success. Okay. You, you put immediate pressure on there and begin the process of, of patching him. Let's take a few moments. Uh, River, your guy is dead. He's got a couple bullet wounds in him as well. Rowan, you're looking at Gaunt. Rooster's also watching her. She winces, 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 and kind of steals herself. Her knee has been destroyed. From the kneeling position, looks up at the two of you, steals herself, and stares. Angry expression on her face. She doesn't say anything. Watches as Rory does to work on this. It looks like he's a doctor. He's wearing a doctor's outfit as far as beneath the lab coat, so it looks just like what you'd expect. He's a Korean man in his uh, late 30s, early 40s. Um, you stabilize him, and patch it up. He's having hard trouble speaking because of the bullet wound. But it's you just think a shot in the up. neck and that's it? He was shot in the neck. He also has another shot in the gut. Okay. Yeah, he's been shot twice. So, Dr. Gunt, this is what you call a situation that's under control? <sighs> I have it under control now until why are you here where's mccaslin i don't know we'll get him back our people are looking for him as we speak we'll get him back two of your people are currently very infected and dropping like flies i'll take care of that next i can sanitize them what do you want what happened what do you think happened you want me to take out your other knee what the fuck happened we were going to move the samples samples of what mccaslin and the others how many do you have? Um, zero at the moment. How many did you have? Uh, we had six, okay. We had six. Um, four escaped the facility. <laughs> like, they're not the only ones who are fucked. The, town's fucked. the other two have been disposed of. Explain. I took care of it. They tried to escape and we took care of it. And what do these four look like? I've got files. They're... They're employees. They're former employees. McCaslin and three of the others. It doesn't, does it matter? They're in the same vehicle. They still look like people? Of course they still look like people. What What do you think we're doing here? <laughs> I think you're dealing with something that you don't understand. I, I understand it far more than any of the four of you could possibly understand. Then walk me through it. What are you doing here? Let me see here. She places her hand to her knee and tries to lean in, but she can't quite manage to stand up. But you see as she's trying to stand up despite the injury. Uh, the, despite her hands out of the way. All right, you, you knock her hand out of the way and she falls down a second. She lands on her butt, glares up at the two of you. You want the other knee? Keep talking. Doesn't matter. Oh, should I take the head instead? It won't do you any good. Talk. What do you want? Talk. What do you want me to say? I like put a hand out and look at him like... Let me handle this. I'll take a couple steps back. What are you trying to make here? What are you doing here? That has to do with the sample in the Oakland pit. The sample in the pit was our largest sample. Our, 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 our sample zero, our, the source. We were able to take smaller pieces from it and use them in our laboratory research. The sample has unbelievable regenerative properties. It can restore dead tissue. It can destroy cancer cells, uh, serious virulent diseases. It can make you younger. It is an amazing, life-changing sample, and the work we're doing here will change humanity. There have been some complications, but I am fine, and others are fine as well. We can use this once we have worked the wrinkles out. 
It'll change humanity into what? We're better. What exactly happened to McCaslin and the others? McCaslin was infected with the sample just as I was, but his biology unfortunately did not respond the same way as mine. He became overly interested in consuming toxic materials, feeding the sample things it should never have been fed. And it grew inside of him into something that was difficult to control, but we managed it. It affected his mind in certain ways, but we had that under control. We had him under a battery of chemicals and medicines and what the treatment was working. We had him contained until we decided to move him and the others. They knew we were moving. And they knew what we were doing. They knew it before we even opened the doors, and they were ready for my security people who were woefully unprepared to deal with the situation. And there were some casualties in the process, but we... I've called in the cavalry. They will track that car down. We'll have them by the end of the night, and the situation will be clean, and we'll be fine. We will close the facility. I've already started the process. She motions towards the burning servers. I glance over at them. We will close this down, and I will continue at another location, because we have made far too much progress to let this go. And what part of your cleaning up has to do with killing these two men here? Wong is an idiot. It's his fault that this happened. His security procedures were lax. He took way too liberal a stance towards his subjects. And this is his fault. Really? And messing with things that are unnatural had nothing to do with it. That was the project. They all knew what they signed up for. No, I meant you. I'm fine. I will be fine. Do you have to be kept under a battery of chemicals and all the rest of it in order to keep being fine? No. She smiles at you. I don't need any of that. Where did Sample Zero come from? Oh, really? Is that the question you really want me to answer? Yes. It was recovered from some forest or farmland or location somewhere in the foothills of Appalachia. I don't know the location. Some Air Force fellows picked it up. We knew that sample was valuable. Um, It was part of our research into anything extraterrestrial. And we wanted to find out what it was. And unfortunately, the initial samples would deteriorate. They would fall, de-resonate, and dematerialize, and they would destabilize and leave our reality. But we found a way to preserve just a few and a certain chemical mix that kept them sustained and alive. And we grew them in that mixture in controlled ways until we could harvest it slowly and begin our study of the sample. It took us many years to practice this, but we have done amazing things with the sample, uh, mostly with animals. It wasn't until McCaslin and I had a little accident that we moved into the later trials. What happened at the pit? Some idiot doing maintenance on our scuba suits had forgotten to... I don't know what they did. The parts were not attached correctly, and both of us uh, ingested that awful water. The whole pit is horribly, horribly polluted. I'm sure you recognize that. I recognize the type of corporate attitude that results in that, too. Well, I'm sure you'll take care of that, then, whatever it is that you are. We're doing that right now. What are the four of you doing here? You're not Breckenridge. I thought one of you might be. Right. We need the description and license plate of the car, descriptions of the four people, pictures if you've got them. Hmm. And also, are there any further samples in this facility? There might be. I'm in the process of continuing that as well. I just, um, you shot my knee. I'm gonna look at her knee. Does her knee look like it got shot? Because she talked about weird healing shit. Yeah, I was I was wondering the same thing. Give me an alertness roll there, Rooster. 
Oh, yeah. 11. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rooster, oh, yes. you notice that she's not bleeding from that awful through and through through her knee. There's no blood pouring out from her hands as she's holding on to her knee. She's still, wait, she's still holding onto her knee? She's got one hand at least grasping it tightly, but there's no blood pooling from beneath her fingers or sliding down her leg. Shoot it again. No warning. While the others are talking, I'm just going to shoot that same knee. All right. I will make you roll for it. The bullet, let me just want to see if it hit her hand as well. Yeah, it goes through her hand. That's what I was aiming for. And yeah. through the leg as well. Quick, boom, quick pow shot. Everyone in the room hears the, the snap. She winces in pain and recoils a bit, and it gives you a, this the fiercest, foulest, angriest expression. She's not bleeding. Rory, who was about to, like, yell at Rooster for, like, what the heck are you doing? But we'll, we'll kind of stop once Rooster says that and take a closer look at what's going on. Rory, you notice the shot went through. It's a through and through, yeah, as far as you could tell. But you don't see any blood splatter at the back or spray or whatnot, or the wound doesn't appear to be leaking as she's clinging to it with her hand. And her hand's got a hole in it. But even her hand, while you can see the hole and the mark, from the small puncture from the bullet, uh, it's not oozing any blood. It's just there. Point the gun at her head. This from the shit you took? What do you think? I'll be fine. I think I want to put one through your brain and find out if you're still fine. Well, you'll never know what I know then. Glasses? Are we going to know what you know if we leave you alive, or are you going to keep covering what you know? Because I see a hitter right here with a really good rifle and a fire right over there to dispose of a body. If you leave me alive, I will clean this up. This whole facility will be contained. I'll make sure there's nothing here for anyone else to find. And then you'll move on to somewhere else, and it'll just be a matter of time before the mistake happens again, because humans are fallible. Even superhumans like you seem to have become. And this will keep happening, and keep happening, and keep happening until you've killed your way through multiple towns. Just like it did at Majestic. And I want to watch her expression. Same. She's got the same dark dagger stare, mostly looking at Rooster. Did the word Majestic do anything? Uh, at this point, she's a little too um, infuriated with you to show any additional emotion. Uh, <laughs> but she's watching, and she's considering. She's thinking, she's kind of staring at Rooster. I'm going to ease back a couple of steps because I'm thinking of Shaver Lake. As she passes me, I'm going to kind of elbow her a little bit and go, right cargo pant pocket, smart bottom. And I'll, I'll casually dip down and around and grab it out of his pant pocket. So what do you have? None of your business. Uh, give me a power roll, Agent Rowan. Oh. <laughs> Better than you than me. <laughs> no, it really isn't. She, she rolled a 41 on hers. So I want to see what you've got. Okay. Oh, 17. Unfortunately, the way our system works is highest without going over really? wins in a contested what? battle of POW. Oh yeah, he had mentioned that. It's so weird what I'm used to call a Cthulhu. Yeah, POW versus POW essentially is going to be a battle. And whoever gets the highest without going over, unless it's of course a critical success. As she stares at you and you're holding that squirt bottle, you decide that maybe it's a better idea to squirt that on Rooster. Alright. You spray a couple times. Rooster, you feel the Purell douse you on the side of your head and on your part of your shoulder. You know where I'm hurt. Uh, the thing is, I've seen her this happen to her before. You have. And so without looking, I'm just going to bat the thing out of her hand and yell, Rory, secure Rory, what do you do? I'm assuming at this point I've got Dr. Wong as patched up as he's going to be. I'll get up and just kind of... Yeah, I want to I wanna grab uh, Rowan's arm that has the bottle. And as far as... Well, it's not there anymore. He batted it out. He, he easily batted it out. You can, you, can, you can kind of get a hold of Rowan for a second. Rory, what do you do? 
If I see the river's got Rowan secured, I'll, uh, I guess, look again at Gauntlet. I'll go for the bottle then. So what do you say, Rory? I still want an answer. We're still looking for an answer to a river's question. Where's What car did they bring in and who's and what we need to find out about those employees? Right, um, go ahead and roll. Rory, give me a power roll for you as well. Uh, oh, darn it. I got, oh, this is 11. 11's a critical success. Oh, so even though it's low, shit. this is a good number for me. I think I failed. I, I, let me look at what my number is. It's 64, which is one under success. Okay. So Six, it, I'm in 60, 64 to 65. It is a success. Unfortunately, she has a critical success, and so she smiles at you. And Rory, it's it's very important to you that Dr. Wong be taken care of because he's dying. Something's wrong with Dr. Wong. So I guess, yeah, I guess I get go back and check, double-check my work. You have a compulsion in your mind that you, something, so you have to tend to Dr. Wong. So you back away and turn and go back to him. And she glances over at River. Rory, are you okay? Uh, I need to check on Dr. Wong again. I think we need to knock her out. I'm, I'm going to put the bottle down, point the shotgun at her head, and say, cut that out. So, um, she oh, smiles. I've got the rifle at her head this whole time. If you, if you fire, let me know. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, do a, I'll do a power roll with River right now. She glances over For at God River. For God's sake, someone shoot her. <laughs> yeah, just, I was going to say, as soon as Rory says, I've got to go do this, I'm taking the shot at her head before she even looks at River. Oh, see, it was River first. 63 is a success. So, River, in the back of your mind, you feel like you want to go take Rooster's gun, but you are able to hold off. That doesn't sound, that just doesn't feel right. That idea doesn't sit well with you, and you resist it, and Rooster can take the shot. And I take a shot at that point, too. Three shot burst, point blank at her head. Roll for it. Okay, well, point blank is Don't plus miss. four. Well, here's the thing point blank is plus 30, the laser sight is plus 20. That gives me 120 skill. The most you can boast about is 40. And so also, that gives me 110 skill. And it will reduce 20 for the called shot. Oh, right. So 90. Yeah, but it's still a great shot. No, 100 because plus 30 for 25. That's a regular success. Give me the lethality roll for that gun. 10. Did you roll 10? I rolled 25. Okay, which is over no, the roll, roll your d10, I think. Yeah. Oh, roll my d10? Yeah. So for lethality, what'll happen is you'll roll the d100. If you happen to get the number or lower, it's an auto-kill. Otherwise, we yeah. add the two d10s together, which give us a damage number. So when I rolled, I got a 25. Do so I do it again? It's basically a 2 plus 5, so it'll be 7 okay. damage. It's a no. burst fire towards your head. It doesn't quite... Con- it connects, but it doesn't quite destroy the head. Should have gone for the same yeah. shot. So it's a quick three-shot fire blast... She recoils a bit and catches her on the side of the head. You see bits of her head pop off. There's not the usual blood spray that you would expect. And she falls back. River, I'll let you take a shot at this point. Okay. What do I get for point blank range? Plus 30. Yeah. I rolled a 96. All right, so your your firearm skill is? Is is 40. 70 would be a success, but uh, you fire the blast into the servers, and as she falls backward, the buckshot flies over her and hits the servers, the firing servers behind. Uh, so with Roran and Rory, what's your guys' dexterity? Who goes first? Uh, I'm at 55. Or no, 50, sorry. And Rowan was? 55. All right, so Rowan, you're first. You overcome the compulsion. You give an action, then Rory can go next. Okay, as soon as I'm free of the compulsion, I'm drawing and shooting. I take a shot. Alright, and I'm also am I also considered at point blank range for the purposes of adding thirty? Uh twenty-six out of eighty-two. Yeah, so give me the I think it's D ten plus two, I think. Is uh nine. Alright. Blaster with nine damage. Uh, you see the impact hit her. Uh, she falls back. Rory, you have an action as well. 
I have a, my pistol. I'll pull it out and take a shot. Right, go for it. Uh, that is a 24. Okay, which my skill is 50. My skill is 50. Damage roll for that. No, it's a d10. Five. Alright, that is. Okay. Did, did you roll a straight five, or, do you, or did you add the two to that? Mine is just a medium pistol, I think. Mine's a medium pistol as well. Oh, is it? What maybe is I wrote it, that 45? down wrong. I don't know. I didn't. I just wrote, I, at some point I wrote down a number, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> medium pistol's 1d10. That is yeah, I mean, I've got a 45, and that's 1d10. Oh, well, then mine should have been uh, just seven that, then. That was my bad. Alright, so basically we have. Three different shots that have impacted her in a matter of seconds. She falls back down, and then let me see. She begins to get up from the floor. Nope. All right, and uh, so she'll she unfortunately goes a little bit before Rooster takes his next shot. Damn it! Basically, she gets up and starts to kind of crawl towards um, River, who's closest to her. But before she can get to him, you can you guys can take one more shot at her, Rooster. So she's crawling. Yeah. I want to literally put a foot on her upper back, put the muzzle up against her head, and fire. You'll have to run up to her to do that. Is that what you want to do? I thought I was right next to her. Uh, you're probably within six feet of her. You're close. Can I do that within one turn? Yeah, moving within ten feet on your turn is fine. You can do that and well, let's take a shot. Yeah, I want to run up, put my foot on her back to hold her still, put the muzzle up almost against her, and just... And fire three round burst. All right, so you'll do that. She's going to try to resist you with essentially unarmed combat by grabbing you, grappling your leg as you come close. And she's rather strong. We're going to do a little resist here. You'll roll your firearms. I'll roll her, her essentially unarmed combat. And we'll see how that turns out. But you, you're obviously close range. So she okay. gives you a bonus. So I'm like, what do I want right. to do? I, do I want a high success? Yeah, you do. She's got a 65 to grab you as you come in to shoot at her. Which is successful. Oh, wow. So basically out of 100. Okay. 79. Which is better than a 65. And for your character, is a success. So as she reaches up and grabs at your leg, which you place on her back, her, you feel her fingers wrap around it, you fire point blank into her. Roll damage. Well, it was a three-shot burst. Yeah. So just give me a lethality roll for that, then. Well, I rolled a 79. I don't do it again, do yeah, I? Yeah, do it again. Give me another oh, D100. No. Not lethal. It was a 63, so 9 points. 9 points damage, okay. Be some quick I get that it's the mechanics of the game, but I feel like 3 shots to the back of the head would do more than that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird thing, it's just lethality. Either it kills him, or it does 2d10 damage, which is probably nothing to sneeze at. Still better than the 1d12, so... Mm-hmm. Her body is racked by a quick 3-shot burst, and you feel the hand release from your leg as the body collapses down and hits the floor. The rest of you can act if you want to before... You want to get any further shots? Go ahead. I think Rowan is next. Where is the squirt bottle? It's on the floor nearby. Okay. Would I be able to grab the squirt bottle and spray her down and like yell, "Get fire"? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. I will grab the the, the squirt bottle and aim for like the center of the back of like around Rooster's foot, basically, and tell either Rory or River to get some of that fire, bring it over here. So you you Rory, spray. Rory, get fire. Who who wants to grab it? <laughs> Who is my Prometheus? I don't think Rory would have a lighter on him. Does it River have a lighter? Yeah. If not, there's literally computers there's fi- on fire, fire right there. I mean, okay, uh, yeah, I'll grab uh, some cloth. And then... the other thing is the Purell. You can just make a trail from the body to the fire, and it'll ignite. 
That's true. There's that. Don't you remember the terrible teenage stories I talked about earlier? <laughs> is that what I it, don't think I don't think I would have enough time to do that. It, it is a much more dramatic approach if we do it that way. I'll ask Rowan to toss me the pure all and I'll squeeze it as I run towards the nearest fire. And you squeeze it down on the ground all the way up to the server. It, it, it licks the server, touches it, it ignites, and burns a quick flashback trail all the way over to where her body is. She's got the lab coat with holes in it, several different holes, blackened holes, uh, with very little, if any, blood or gore coming from the wounds. Uh, but it ignites, the Purell starts to burn. River, anything you want to do as she ignites? Yeah, I want to take another shot just for good measure. <laughs> yeah. All right, just roll damage for me for that shotgun. I was about to do the same. Twelve. Oh uh, yeah, it's you shotgun blast at close range into the shoulder and the back. Uh, she's laying face down, so you blast a huge chunk of the shoulder, back, scapula, the side just blows up, and the whole thing burns. If someone wants it, they can squirt more pure on there for extra measure as the body burns. It doesn't move as it cooks in front of you. Before the body does its like final cooking and everything, I do want to like, I remember where the, the badge was clipped on McCaslin. I want to get her badge because I feel like that'll get us anywhere in the facility. Give me a dex roll. Yes, Dr. Wong. Thing. Well, yeah, but she would have more access than he would, I think. Uh, 15. Okay. You reach in there, yes. snatch it right off. Um, it's hot from the flames, but you're able to not burn yourself in the process. It's, yeah, it's her, her name and the little RFID indicator on her security badge. I want to keep my gun trained in her head, and if she so much as twitches, she gets another blast. As you watch, she burns. River cocks the shotgun, trains it at her. Rory, watch. Everyone watches carefully as she cooks and burns and fries. The body doesn't twitch, doesn't seem to heal. Uh, the fires lick all over it and consume it a little bit faster than normal with a, a typical human body, which is filled with fluids. Now, this one perhaps is, cooks a little bit hotter than uh, is typical. And you watch for several minutes as the body falls and burns and falls to pieces. After a couple minutes, Rory would go back and make sure Wong is stabilize him a little more and try to start getting him up so we can get out of there. Wong tries to speak, but his, he's in a wound. He nods. He's, something in his eyes looks scared. Uh, he, he nods a little bit, gulps a bit. Some blood spills out of the side of his mouth. And you can help him out with that. He's not in good shape. He's barely hanging on. At least he's stable. Is there a pad of paper anywhere that I can use to... You got, you got your notepads and whatnot. You can pull something out. Okay, I'll pull something out and hand, him a, hand it to him with a pen. It's, is there anything else we need to know before we get you out of here? He just, he just shakes his head looking at you. Where's Gon's office? He takes the pad and he writes He writes a room number, hands the pad back to you. Oh, I got it. So, I mean, it's it's some room in the building. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. Okay. Do you know what vehicle they took? The description of the vehicle? Yeah, he shakes his head. He doesn't, he doesn't know. My best guess, they're going towards Devil's Tower or whatever that is. I think we need to just torch this place, get out of here, get these people that are alive out, arrange for them to be picked up. We can tip off someone at the hospital, maybe. And then we need to find that van and destroy it. I agree. You have contacts at the hospital that you can say these people have the same condition as uh, Halsey? Uh, yeah, I, might, I would have had that. probably would have gotten that doctor's number. You've got it. We can get Wong out of here, get that other guy, keep them separated. Two two other guys. Yeah, the other the two other guys, get them separated so we get Paul like an ambulance. All right. Well, this is going on, and once I know that Rivers got his shotgun trained on the corpse's head, I want to kind of look over at Rowan 
and I want to basically give her a little silent, you okay? Kind of, I, because I know that underground and burning body. I'll grimace a little bit at him, but shrug. I'm not letting myself think about the fact that I'm underground because it looks like a lab. One quick nod, turn back to the body. Good. You guys will, of course, take care of the people that are have survived, but we'll cut through some further investigations. As you look through the lab a little bit more on your way out, that you will find a couple more of the patient rooms. In two of the rooms, uh, there's a couple of charred corpses on the floor. Burned the skeletons, the bodies, that's all that's left of these two charred corpses. But deeper into the laboratory, it's, it's a, there's not too much else to note, but you do find Dr. Gaunt's office. Uh, using her ID card, you gain access to her office. Even with the power out, there's still battery backup for this stuff so they can open and close doors. Otherwise, they'd be trapped in here in case of an emergency. So entering her office, it's a place that she was working on up until today. Apparently, you can see her work is still on the table. Computers are off, but there's still paperwork. There's still there's coffee cups, there's food retainers, there's projects. There's It's in a working office. And it's a larger office than any of the others you've seen. And she's got lovely potted plants and flowers and decorations here, but it's obviously a workspace. As you go through the office, just looking things over, there is a, a very complicated genetic formula on a whiteboard that maybe Rory can kind of piece together, but it's, it's some DNA sequencing, and you got to take snap photos of this stuff for later purposes. So Absolutely. I think we all take pictures of it for future reference. Even Rooster knows to take a picture of this. So Did you yeah. just selfie with That's it, That's amazing. Rory? I love it. <laughs> You wouldn't have asked oh, no. that. But. Oh, no, Rooster would. As soon as he sees you <laughs> joke about it, Rooster does. And he does the big old stupid grin with the, like, hand around and the and the finger pointing back at it. Like, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so um, Agent River on the desk, as you're looking through her notes as well, you see some interesting things. Um, what is, what's the math skill of River? I'm curious. The math skill? Does he have any math skills? Is there a math skill? It's an extra one you can have for sciences. Some kind of science, yeah. So I don't have anything specific for math. What's his science, then? I think River has chemistry and I have biology. Okay. Yeah, I've got chemistry at 60 and environmental at 40. I mean, chemistry is basically just math. Yeah, I mean, bio would be different, but chemistry's got a lot of math. It seems like River's purview. But there's some interesting equations and such that are written out here that does remind you of something you were reading about prior to this whole mission. That's that interesting book that you saw about the confluence of the different kind of theories of mathematics with, with quantum mechanics and relativity and whatnot, and the way they come together to, to harmonize. Some of these formulas are strange and unusual, but this it reminds you of something you saw in that book by that Dr. Harlow fellow that you were looking at the other week. Was that the thing from the green box? Yeah, they, it was yeah. A, that, that thing that you couldn't find, Rooster, that printed up uh -huh. document on the Matrix printer from the 80s. It was all kind of bound up together that uh, River happened yeah. to borrow at some point and was studying in his free time. Uh, these formulas here on the desk look very similar. It's unusual mathematical concepts that don't seem to go together, but you recall some of the deeper lectures about the harmonizing of these unusual mathematical properties. A lot of these notes are here. It took you a long time to study them, but they seem very interesting to you. All right, I'll gather those up and take them with me. Other than that, you guys can obviously find other paperwork and studies, uh, genetics and researching and sequencing. It seems like most of the paperwork is just thick reams of data, you know, like very thick, long printouts of very complicated DNA sequences. Um, you're not finding any kind of summaries or conclusions or journals that we would love to find. Unfortunately, you see a computer on a desktop, power is out, and the servers are burning as we speak. 
Is there anything personal in here? As you look through it, you would see one thing. There is a framed photograph of Gaunt and McCaslin together. It looks like they're wearing ski outfits. Somewhere in Colorado or Aspen or something like that, they both are wearing ski outfits together. Is there a flat top mountain behind them? It's, it's a snowy mountain. You can't... Yeah, no flat top okay. mountain. There. I'm going to go over and look at it. And then just out of spite, I'm going to squirt it with Purell. There you go. And I'll, I'll glance at him and say, well... I'm not sure how effective that is, but I do think we need to get rid of this data. What? I'm cleaning up. I think setting everything in here on fire, except what we're taking with us, is going to be the best option, so no one else can replicate this research. I'll toss her the bottle. It's yours. As, as soon as I get the okay from River and Rory, once I'm sure they've gotten what they want out of it, I'm going to start spraying down all Rory's the files. Rory's been holding up Dr. Wong this whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about him. River, anything you want to get, anything you're looking for, or you want to just hopefully grab the most interesting stuff and we'll roll for it and see what you get? Yeah, I mean, I, I want the computer hard drives, but, but they're already burning. And... and when you look at the computers, what you're looking at are these terminals that are essentially networked. Yeah. And you, you get the sense when you look at the, that there's no hard drive here to take. And the data is going to be centrally stored at a, a location which is currently melted. Yeah. Okay. It's slag. You got to figure she knows what to burn. Oh, almost certainly. So as soon as I get the okay from them, spray everything down, and I mean, if I have to, I'll, I'll go back to the burning room and get fire from there, but if someone has a lighter, I'll use that. I brought a barbecue lighter or some matches or you, something. Yeah. Because I, I was, that's why I was talking earlier, it's like all the little things I've got in pockets. Yeah, I'll borrow that from you and set it on fire. So as you guys leave, the entire of Gaunt's office is ignited in a, a burning flame of your improvised napalm. The desk, the uh, the cabinets, the chairs, the tables, the walls, the fire leeches up into anything that it can touch and burn. Uh, the whole room becomes an inferno as you back away and exit. As you go through the rest of the facility, there's not too much else to note. You do eventually find a body of another security personnel who was basically clobbered with blunt instruments until there was nothing left of him. And then his body stashed in some sort of a cabinet or, or some storage closet somewhere. Other than that, you are able to rescue the doctor, Dr. Wong. Now, the two people that you've already detained are, are both still alive. I guess make it upstairs, get the guy from the lobby. I carry Dr. Wong out, and I'm assuming someone can grab. Maybe fireman carry the other guard. We get out, because the, the first guy was back at the... At the guard station. Wong wants to tell you something. So he gets his, his pen out and, and says, I don't want to talk to anyone. We can. I think we can arrange that, and I'll kind of look over at Rowan. Will you talk to us? He shrugs. Uh, he writes down... Okay. Then it, then it won't go any further than us. He writes out, who are you? And shows you the paper. Let's look at him, tilt my head a little. We're the cleanup crew. He looks confused. That's fine. He points at the paper again. Who are you? <sighs> my name is Special Agent Redacted. I'm leading an FBI task force here. He shakes his head and says, this is the feds, question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes back to so the point that I won't talk. And points to that several times. I look at her. I, I look at him and say, we're the cowboys. He looks confused at the river. It writes down, what? Question mark. We are a special task force. Very top secret. We deal in this kind of thing. He flips the page. He writes, Brecken Ridge? Question mark. Well, he is. Uh, uh, newly. I haven't actually met anybody yet. He, so he nods. He seems a little bit, little bit reassured. At that reference, like, okay. And it says, it says, what do you want? Question mark. Shows you the paper. 
We want as much information as you can give us about the kinds of tests that were being done here and what the results were. And we want, we don't want this to get out. We want to protect the people. You see what this has done to Dr. McCoslin, others. We don't want to prevent that. He flips a page, writes, They took hard drive, underlines hard drive, and shows you the paper. They? You mean McCaslin? He shakes his head. Helicopter. Shows it to you. Shit. Shit. Okay. Do you know who they were? Black suits. (laughs) Oh, the men in black. Damn it, they got here first. I'll look at him and go, Majestic? He just shrugs. He just shakes his head. like He looks confused. Were they Breckenridge? Um, he thinks, shakes his head again. No. Ponders, he writes, Air Force question mark, and shows it to you. Ah. Look at Rowan, majestic. Yep. Do you know what direction the helicopter went in? He just shakes his head. I mean, I guess, we saw the helicopter for a second, right? Yeah, briefly, mm-hmm. Agent Rowan saw it in the sky, yes. Did I note like what direction it might have been going in? Do I think it was going back to Maelstrom Air, Air Force Base or somewhere else? An easterly direction. Away from the, the sun was behind you. It was ahead of you. An easterly direction. Oh, probably. Devil's Tower mean anything? He nods his head. He, 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 he goes to the paper. He says, McCaslin, others, Devil Tower question mark. And shows it to you. Yeah. We know that's where they're going. Do you think the helicopter's going there? He shakes his, he shrugs. He's, he doesn't, he has no idea. I think that's our next call, no matter what. I do, too. Getting there is going to be fun. It's okay. I got another flat of energy drinks in the back. <laughs> right. I'm going to say it's 8.30. You guys, we can kind of move forward a second. I imagine, um, let me know, what do you want to do with this guy? Who do, you, who do you want to turn him over to? How do you want to protect him if you can? What's the plan with this, this doctor? I mean, he needs an ambulance, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we called one for the other two, right? Well, we had I think we were planning on doing it once we got up. We call Hayes and tell him he needs to get out here and bring an ambulance with him. Bring a couple ambulances for how many people there are. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Thomas Ogus, the handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detwiller, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. The Chapter 1 story is based on the scenario Extremophilia, written by Shane Ivey. If you like our story, there's two things you can do to support us. First, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to each new episode of the story, Rowan's written reports for each chapter, as well as access to bonus episodes that explore the background of our characters and the story. And if you can't support us directly, please support us by telling people about us. Uh, Leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Share us on social media. We're on all the usual social media sites as The Redacted Reports. Thanks for listening.